You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron, and I have the distinct pleasure of finding great human beings and great thinkers and influencers out there and sharing great wisdom from them to you. And today we're going to do just that with a good friend of mine who is an amazing prosthodontist in Kansas City, but he's an even better human being, Dr. Brandon James. And he shares his truth, the truth, or our truths around the transition from analog to digital. Check it out. I know you'll enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I'm so pumped you're here because we're going to bend your brain a little bit. And as always, introduce some great thinkers on some great topics to help you improve your practice in your life. And today, I've got a good friend of mine from my old stomping ground, Kansas City, Dr. Brandon James. And we're going to be talking about an important subject that's really an authentic conversation in dentistry. It's the jump from analog to digital and incorporating that with indentulous patients uh, and really the honesty and the difficulty around that challenge. And so, Brandon, thanks for being on, brother. I appreciate it. Great to be here, Kirk. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you. Uh, so our journeys have been a fun one. You know, you I've gotten to know you and uh, through the Seattle Study Club, Rich Oakley's group, and then through the National Symposium. And then you're always a regular here showing up at our courses, uh, you know, virtually or whatever. And uh, I just really enjoy you a ton. I love how you think. But I want people to know before we get started, we're going to talk about this topic. I want people to know who you are. So give us a little bio. Who is Dr. Brandon James? Sure. Um, I am Dr. Brandon James. I am a private practice prosthodontist in the Overland Park area, which, as Kirk alluded to, is, is basically in the right in the heart of the Midwest, right in the center of the country, probably. Um, and, and it's a metropolitan suburb of, of the greater Kansas City area. And, you know, first and foremost, I'm I'm a husband to Berkeley of 21 years and a dad to Grayson and Graham, who are the two awesomest boys ever. Um and then third, I'm 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 a dentist. I'm 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 passionate about dentistry, and and what we do. But I, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm passionate about the people I love in my life and and the good Lord above. So that's that's who who we are, who I am, and and what makes us tick around here. 
Yeah, and you're an Oklahoma Sooner too. You left that piece. I, I, I am an Oklahoma Sooner. For, <laughs> I got uh, your text. Who was on it? Yeah, I got your note from the. Uh, I took my son to the World College World Series, and like, of course, you're chiming in. You're like oh, yeah. Sooners, and so uh, it was, was. It was a good, surprising year. It was. Yeah, it really was. It was just an amazing experience out there, and those guys are unbelievable to watch. But. Uh, Gosh, thanks for being on. And I've watched you um, also blossom as a great leader, you know, um, not only with your study club, but how you think. And I want you to talk about like the why behind this journey and um, from analog to digital, because like I told you before, we had the go button. Everybody's talking about this, you know, and everybody's on a different place. And the reality is it's a difficult journey. And uh, just can you talk about your journey in this whole process? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was, you know, it's one of those things that you, the, the power of social media these days, you, you get on and, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's doing everything. And it seems like, oh my gosh, if I'm not at the top of my game or I'm not, if I haven't bought this piece of equipment or I'm not scanning this or not doing that, then, then I'm behind. And it, it really wasn't, it wasn't about that. Um, you know, I, I think if, if your why, if you're purchasing all this equipment and your why is so that you can have a better picture for your Instagram post or your Facebook post, that's that's the wrong why. I mean, it, it was purely uh, two, two primary reasons for us. Um, one was it was, a, it was purely a business decision mm-hmm. um, in the sense that it is it is getting more in, in the world of prosthodontics and in, in the world of, of complex restorative dentistry, it's just getting more and more difficult to have good support systems and teams around you. And by that primarily meaning the, the lab technicians and are, you know, the, the profit margins are, are thinner and thinner. And, and so, you know, it was, it was one about, about that, but it was also about controlling the environment. You know, I, I'm a prosthodontist and that's the, the one thing is that from, you know, I've got a type A personality. And I like to control things as much as I possibly can. And so trying to, keep some of the design features in house, um, some of the, some of the predictability, trying to control some of the costs for the patient, um, was, was a big, big to do. And, you know, honestly, it was, it's about a a roadmap and developing a roadmap in in a system that instills predictability and that we can, we can show people with digital technologies, you know, what their smile is going to be like or what their reconstruction is going to be like so that, yes, it, it, it gives, gives them motivation, but, you know, and, and many people have said it before, but, you know, when you start talking about, you know, private practice prosthodontics and especially your prosthodontics and comprehensive full arch dentistry, it, it's not, it, it's a totally different mindset for, for patients than just the single tooth dentistry. And mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with single tooth dentistry of, of the vast majority of us, we, you know, that is the day in day out routine of single tooth dentistry. But when, when these bigger cases come along, then it's, it's really, you know, you, you've got to tie into to some of the emotional capacities of what the patient is, is investing in, because it's not just a filling. It's not just a crown. They're investing in this, this quality of life box is what I call it. And that quality of life box can be, you know, many different things to many different people, but you are you are providing a life changing environment for them that they can now start living or relive their their lives and, and their wants and so anything that we can do in the office to promote um, somebody seeing that vision and, and feeling that passion that we have for what we do I think is is very beneficial and and that 
that was, you know, the, the, the primary reason. The, the secondary reason of it was just to, you know, the reality of it is, is to try to try to stay relevant and, and, and try to stay um, with that fire burning for, for both of us. I mean, I say both of us, my, my partner in crime that I do a vast majority of these cases is an oral surgeon in town. And so, you know, just, just keeping that fire lit and, and, and that excitement of, of some, some of the newer, newer technologies and, and some of the newer things that we're, we're implementing for treating our full archidentalist patients. But as you alluded to, Kirk, I mean, it, it is not, and we kind of talked about this before we hit the record button is that, you know, I, I'm, we're fairly early on in this process, but it is, it has not been smooth sailing and, Oh, just flip a, flip a switch and hit a button. And, all, all is, all is great. Um, we've got a lot of training. We've gone to, gone to several courses, um, that, that I, I would speak very highly of, but the, the age old question, um, and actually, you know, somebody who comes to mind that I know a lot of the listeners, um, know the name and have heard, and, and, and certainly is near and dear to Kirk's heart is, um, Kevin growth. And, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing I really admire about Kevin is, that his his willingness and his ability to implement everything that he soaks in, and that that's that's a very unique quality, and and, and something quite frankly that that I've I've fought just like everybody else in, out there in, in the world o- over the years of getting really fired up and then coming back and just kind of falling back into to what you what you already were, were doing, and especially in in the world of of digital dentistry, whether it you know for for what we're talking about today in full arch is it's not necessarily that what you're doing in the analog world is not working. It is working, but the digital world allows you maybe some, some more efficiencies and some more ease uh, in, in, in what we're, what we're doing. And so, yeah. but again, it, it has not come, come easy. It's, it's a, it's a big transition. It's something that, you know, everybody has to buy into uh, in order to, to make that happen. And it's, it, it, it's been good. We, we still are focused on the, the light at the end of the tunnel, but um, you know, the, the big thing is to have all, all your ducks in a row before you start going out and buying a whole bunch of really expensive equipment in my my humble opinion. Yeah. And go back to that. We were talking about the ducks. So I want to, I want to know like what you're thinking, like how long this journey has been. And did you, did you, um, did you phase the treatment plan? Cause I get these questions all the time, you know, do I go all in and do it all? Or am I going to start with one phase of it? And then maybe talk about pre digital. What, what, what were some of the decisions you had to make before you went digital? Like, what was that like? And then how did you make these decisions about which ducks you'd put in a row? Well, yeah. So for, I mean, it's, it's been probably well over a year process in in the thinking. And for me, I am a guy who I will paralysis by analysis over things. And, and so I, we were, we were looking into several courses, um, the course that we ended up, I mean, and it's not, not self-promoting or anything, but it's, it was a course out of, out of Fresno, California. It's called full arch masters, um, that we, we attended, and it was really, really well done. I, and, you know, for anybody who's looking to take on this journey, I would um, recommend that, that avenue. It was, it was, it was good for us. Um, but it, honestly, it was, it was something that we, we kind of stalked online and, and on social media for upwards of six to eight months before we truly made the commitment. And my biggest thing was I didn't feel like, and what I think is the most important avenue of this is you've got to have the right people in place yeah. to, to institute this. And it's because it's, you can buy $150,000 of equipment and then it just comes sits on a shelf. And, and we've all done that in some regard, 
But when the stakes are that high, when the, when the dollar figures are that high, you really need to have people in place to, to implement it. And so, and, and the biggest component of that for, for us was a laboratory technician, uh, a, a digital designer, if you will. And, and you know, for, for people who aren't familiar with that, I mean, that, that stems all the way back from the Christian coachmans of the world who brought DSD and, and all that same stuff to where it's, it's actual digital planners uh, on the other side of, com- of a computer that's, that's helping you integrate this. And, and that, that was the biggest thing that we did not have beforehand that we, we now do, but that was the big nugget that needed to fall into place for me to, to say, okay, we're ready to, to implement this because otherwise, you know, it, for any dentist, you know, people have said all the time that, you know, you can either be a dentist or you can be a digital designer you, or you can't, or, any, or you could be a dad and a husband. You can't be all three and you gotta, you gotta pick something. And, um, you know, it, for me, it's not, I, I, I love dentistry. I truly do, but I don't want to be doing clinical dentistry till three or four o'clock in the afternoon and then turn on my digital designer hat and sit there and design cases for three or four or five hours into the night and then see my family and kids at nine o'clock at night. That's not, it's not what I signed up for. And so, um, it's really getting, getting the group, um, in play so that one, they can implement the stuff that, that you're purchasing and they can know about it and they can share a passion for it so that that then exudes on onto the patients. And as the patients walk through and they're seeing people design their actual cases, you know, it, it absolutely can be very powerful. Uh, yeah. and, and it, it certainly can, but, um, you know, for, for us, it, it was about the analog. I mean, there was nothing in the analog world that wasn't working. And I, I absolutely believe that, you know, all of those rules and regulations that we all abide by of prosthodontics and in the analog world, those still apply. Just because you buy a piece of machinery doesn't take out the, the rules of the game. It just is an, it, it's intended to enable you to, to do it a little bit better, maybe do it a little bit faster, yeah. do it a little bit more efficiently so that it then becomes a little bit more affordable for, for the patients. And you can control that, control that cost because treating these patients is hard work. Yep. You know, it, it's not, and, and there's, you want there to be a, a profit margin there at the end of the day and not just all for, for pro bono work. And so, um, you know, for us, it wasn't that anything was not working in the analog world. It was just that we started seeing that, you know, maybe we can do things a little bit quicker, a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient, um, have a little bit more predictability in the process. And, and that's where, you know, that, that's where we're going with things. It's just a matter of you know, getting comfortable with, you know, when, when the girls, the, the team go to, instead of just automatically going to pick up a, an impression gun, they need to go pick up the, the intraoral scanner. You know, that, right. that just has to become second nature um, or, or the, the photogrammetry unit instead of doing a, what we call a master cast verification procedure. So yeah, all the rules are the same. It's just doing it in a different modality and getting, you know, getting to the end product and at a little bit different path on the map. Yeah. So go back to this, the team piece of it. So you talked about the lab, your specialist, it was pretty much your oral surgeon as far as your extended team that you, uh, you were thinking about. And then obviously your internal team members, getting them all on the same page saying, hey, look, this is where we're going to go. And then pulling the trigger on the technology. What was your favorite part? When you look at your team, what was your favorite part of making this transition? What was your least favorite part and why? Um, well, my, I mean, my, my favorite part has just been seeing them, you know, at this stage of the game now that we're in 
is seeing them um, take ownership of of the process itself and empowering them to feel like they have a real say in in the process. Um, because a lot of these things really are, are ancillary things that that the team is doing, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to to myself or, or, or the oral surgeon. Um, you know, on the flip side, the the biggest kind of I guess I'd call it a hurdle in the sense that it was just that and I, we've kind of already alluded to it already, but it was bringing back something and saying, okay, we're going to do it this way now. And not really saying, not because what we were doing before was, was bad or wrong, but this is, this is our vision. And just, you know, it, it really, it goes back to all the stuff that, that you and, and act and, and, and everybody has preached for many, many years on the fundamental foundation of, of who we are and why we are and, 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 and our core values. And, and, and this is what, what it, what it brings. And, you know, one, one of our core values is to, to make this world a better place through, through the acts of, of what our God given abilities are. And right. that is, you know, this technology we feel enables us to, to do that. And again, I think the, the cool thing is that it, it empowers, it's empowered the team it also, I, I think it really empowers the, the patient's decision-making from a standpoint of they can see they, you know, a lot of things that we talk about and, and make sense to us. It, it doesn't make a hill of beans to the patient, you know, that we could, mm-hmm. we could be talking, might as well be talking Greek to, to them, but um, when they can tangibly see something on the screen um, instead of having all that goopy impression in their mouth, or we can do a facial scan and all of a sudden it pops up on the, the screen and oh my gosh, that looks a lot like me. You know, it's not yeah. just this pixelated thing that uh, avatar looking thing that um, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a powerful motivational. I mean, we, we never like to say, it and it's, it, it causes my toes to curl a little bit, but it, it is a good sales thing to, for people to see that. And it, it's an empowering thing for, for that, that process in, in their mind to kind of grasp on, because it let's, let's not, you know, be candid or let's, let's be candid about that. I mean, it's a major investment mm-hmm. in a person's life. I mean, we're not yeah. talking about a DO class two composite on number 13, we're, we're talking about, about significant investments. And so um, the more that the more information that we can put in front of them, um, I, I really feel that it em- empowers them to make a confident decision for, for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, you still got a lot of years of practice in front of you. So knowing you were going to make this investment, you just question of when, you know, how much we were going to do it. And then how, as far as your team goes, I totally agree with you because this has been an age old thing where people buy technology, but it doesn't get utilized. I mean, how quickly did your team adapt to the technology? Was it an easy transition? Not so easy? Um, it, it wasn't as easy as what it should be. And I'll, I'll kind of, uh, well, not kind of, I will fully blame myself for this being, and Kirk and I have never really talked about this, but I, I am very similar to Kirk in the sense that you've, uh, you've been on, on record of saying you're a, a class A wuss and, and back down yeah. from, from people. And, and, and I, you know, I like people to like me and, and mm-hmm. I'm hundred percent the exact same way. Um, and so I didn't, you know, I didn't come back and say, Hey, you know, here's, here's why, why we're doing what we're doing. Here's how we're going to do it. And we're going to start doing it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we started slowly phasing it in and, you know, in, in the busyness of the day, when it gets going, 
you always will fall back onto what you kind of right. tried and true and, and, and know best. And, and we fought that process for a while. And, and so, and it really, you know, that kind of boils down to leadership 101 and, and me taking the, the, the role of saying, you know, listen, we're going to take a step back and, and recommit ourselves to, to doing this. And, and once we did that, it's, it's becoming, you know, fairly second nature. Again, we're, we're still in an active process of this. I'm not saying that I am the, the world's leading expert on digital full arch protocols, but we are getting to that point to where um, we are much more comfortable with the, with the procedures and, you know, now new patients come in and they, you know, they go to get scans and face scans and as, as opposed to going and getting allergen impressions and, and that kind of thing. So it's just, um, it's just a different mindset and, and it's just, you know, but it, it's about being convicted on the why uh, of from, from, from a leadership role. And that's, that's where, you know, our, our hesitancy or our delay in, in some of the implementation at a, at a very early on, and by that meaning the first four to six weeks of, of our process, you know, I have nobody but to blame for myself on, on that. And that was just a, just a, a lack of leadership and saying, Hey, this is where, where we're going to be. And this is where we're going to go. But, and it, you know, it's, it's about beat a dead horse, but it's it, to use another Kirkism. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the surrounding yourself with good people and, and you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. And so that's, you know, that's also been, been a help is that, you know, we have people in on, on the staff and the team now that really, you know, really embody this and really embrace it. And, and that's, you know, having the, not necessarily, you know, our, 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 our team hasn't changed over hands, but the, they've changed some different roles and some different titles based off of what their strengths are. And, yeah. and, and we're, we're starting to find some, some, some ground now, you know, and it's starting to get more comfortable. Certainly. Yeah. I love what you're saying. I think it's, you know, it's really important what you said too, because, as you age, you try, you try to learn from your mistakes. And I am a wuss, you know, a certified class A wuss, which means I just don't want to hurt people's feelings. But I also have learned, um, I just had a new team member take a Colby test. And it doesn't always have to be a Colby test. It could be a strength finder. It could be a disc test. But I think going all chips in on finding out who you are as fast as possible is critical because you understand what you're good at and what you're not so good at. And if you've ever taken the Colby test, K-O-L-B-E, which is uh, a phenomenal test, it's one of my favorite, it creates four different categories for you. And I'm a quick start, which means on my follow through is a zero. Actually, the expert that read my test said, you are probably the worst on the planet uh, for chewing gum and doing, you should never multitask ever. And you probably haven't finished anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, are you, you're looking into my soul. But how that relates to whoever's listening is, is, you know, if you're going to do these things, or if you're going to spend your time creating value for other people, you want to spend your time doing what you do best. And so, you know, a big part of your journey was just like, I want to spend my time with patients. I want to spend my time actually doing the treatment and save time. Now, I also want you to talk about this. You're a huge fan of, of, you know, interdisciplinary dentistry. You have an incredible community around you. What was the integration like that from analog to digital? Has that been difficult? Has it been easy? You know, I know your oral surgeon very well. He's a great guy. Um, but like, how is the greater, you know, um, specialist community with this? Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I, th- I think we're one of the first, to my knowledge, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say this is the 
absolute truth, but to my knowledge, I think we're one of the first to not not digital dentistry in the sense of intraoral scanning and then those kind of things. I mean, there's a lot of people, um, very dear friend of mine here in the the Kansas City area, just I could throw a stone to his office from where we're at right now is uh, Dr. Pat Lillis. And you know, he's been integrating digital technologies and scanning um, for, for a long time, before my time. But in, in the sense of full arch implant supported prosthetics with intraoral scanning and digital facial recognition and facial scanning and photogrammetry and all that, I, I believe we are the first in town to be doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a thousand percent sure on that, but um, I, th- I think we are the first here in the greater Kansas City area to be, be doing that or, or, or certainly one of them. Right. Um, and, and that's honestly, that that's where we wanted to be. I mean, I didn't want to be the last uh, to mm-hmm. do it. And I, I think it there is no ifs, ands, or buts in, or doubts in my mind that it is the future. I mean, right. there is there is no no doubt about that. Um, and so, you know, we, I, I, and, and that was another, I guess, thought process of, you know, where, where to enter this world on, on the bell curve of, you know, early adopter versus, versus late and kind of getting that sweet spot. And, and I hope we've, we've, we found it and, and we've done it in the right, right way. I mean, only time will tell, but, um, you know, I, I think that there's, you know, from all the conversations that I've had amongst, um, the, the general dentist in the community and, and fellow colleagues, um, it all seems to be very, very positive because, you know, in their own worlds, you know, digital technologies, um, whether it be for, you know, clear aligner therapy and ortho or general dentistry, or like I said, intraoral scanning for single tooth, um, crown and bridge. I mean, digital technologies are, are all around us right. um, and, and they have been for quite some time. So well, there, there's nothing new about it. It's just utilizing it for, you know, the, the edentulous patient or a full arch, you know, going across the arch, you know, that was one of the, the, the last things to, to, for digital dentistry to, to accomplish. And, and, and I think it's, you know, from, from the conversations that I've had from, from the talks that I've given, um, it's been very, very well received. And, and there's some, you know, uh, gaining momentum on, on wanting, wanting to learn it. But, but again, we're, we're early on in, in that phase and, and only time will tell on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know once you, once you learn something and it's great technology, like the facial recognition part of my phone, it's <laughs> like, I can't live without it. How can you not recognize my face? You know, I got to get into things, but uh, the same thing applies when you're implementing digital um, into your practice. How far along are you on this? Have you made the full journey yet? Are you still in the middle of the battle? Like where, where do you feel like you are on this map? I think we're, I would classify us in, in the middle of, of this journey. Um, we've actually, you know, we've probably gotten 15 to 20 arches under our belt in the full digital. I mean, not picking up a piece of uh, impression material or not doing anything, you know, which, which for the type A prosthodontist, that, that's a big deal to just right. to like say, okay, I'm going to trust this, this process. I'm going to trust this design. I'm not, I haven't really had my hands in somebody's mouth yet. I've just had a, 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 a communication with them and a conversation with them. Um, but it's, it's just about, you know, I, we're, we're getting the point of, of getting consistent with, with the workflow. And that's, that's one of, you know, that, that's one of our primary goals. One of my primary goals. I mean, I, 
one of my actually as a, a pastor of mine who he, I, I've got all kinds of sayings and things that are emblazoned in my head that I kind of live by. But um, one thing that he told me a long time ago that he said successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. And, yeah. and that's kind of, you know, we, we want consistency and then that's what we preach consistency of, of, of doing things over and over again so that it, that it becomes normal. And, and ultimately that's what, what we want to be as successful individuals. And, and then it's the, you know, the, another one that pops into my head from, from him when we we're talking, I should have brought up when we were talking about the why and, and kind of some of the decision-making, but he says, people, people will work for a what, but they will give their lives for a why. And mm. I mean, now that's not necessarily not laying down your life, but that's, you know, people, they will, they will pour out their souls for, for meeting the why of, of why we're, we're doing things as long as they understand it, you know, right. and why, why, as long as it's, as long as it's said, as long as it's written down, long, as long as it's it's lived by in, in the office. And so I, I really feel like in the process we're, we're getting there. Um, do I do I feel like it's as comfortable as what the analog world was to me for the last 15 years? No, not yeah. not there yet, but um, but we're going to get there. You know, that's yeah. that's just the the the, the part of it to. To quote the good Dr. Sisler from his podcast, there's there's not a plan B. We're not going back. So, so this this is plan A, and we're we're sticking to it, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna be passionate about it. I love that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things I think I've ever heard. It's like there is no yeah, plan B. Like plan B, you know, um, we're not, there's no plan B. There's no plan C. There's only plan A. And we're going to put all chips in. And I think you're exact. I, I don't think I know you're exactly right. Sometimes you just got to get started. I mean, even when we first started doing video. Yes. And a video expert, he's like, I'm like trying to get everything perfect. He's like, no, start crappy. I'm like, well, I don't want to be crappy. He's like, you won't just start, you know, because yeah. you'll every time you do this, you know, a year from now, we're going to do a revisit. And I, I know you'll have a whole lot more arches underneath your belt. You have learned more, you know, you'll be able to transfer that knowledge. Uh, and I'm sure you saw it, the, the confidence in the course that you took in Fresno from the clinicians out there. What was the what was the aha moment when you guys were sitting in that course? You're like, ah, like, ooh, this is it. Like, was there anything that sticks out when you were going through that experience that you were like, okay, that just completely like. Um, well, it's probably, I mean, that, that course was a, it was a patient-centered hands-on course. And so we actually, we treated a couple of patients while, while we were out there. And so seeing you know, just seeing it happen, seeing it come right. about um, was, oh, wow. Yeah, this, this did work and, and it does, does work. Um, the accuracy of it, um, there, there is no arguing on, on the accuracy of, of digital platforms and digital workflows as opposed to human beings doing it. I mean, it, it's only nature. We're imperfect human beings. And so right. it is it, it, the, the accuracy of it and, and the lack of, you know, when, when all goes well and you deliver a full arch, you know, 30, 45, 50 minutes after they've just had surgery and you don't pick up a handpiece and don't touch the occlusion, it's like, wow, that, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, yep. I, I didn't know that really existed. And so that is probably an aha moment, certainly. Uh, but knowing that you don't just plug in your machine and that happens, you know, right. you, there, there's a process of, of learning and a process of um, becoming an expert at it that we're all still in, you know, we're all still doing, we're all still practicing. You know, that's, that's yeah. the, the term practicing dentistry is 
we're, we're all still still doing that. And so it's, you know, I, I guess that would probably be the aha moment of, of delivery of, of the prosthetic when we, I literally didn't touch the occlusion and wow, this is, this is pretty cool. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's probably what's there. Let me, so I'm going to dish you the question I get every week, you know, so okay. I love talking to these kids. I speak to a lot of dental students I, and I speak to these young dentists that are coming out into the world. Some of them purchase large practices and they're like, oh my gosh, I got to change everything in this practice. Like even from the carpeting all the way around, where do I start, Brandon? Like, do I just, you know, do I do it all? Do I, I know the answer is probably it depends, but like if you were, if you had a limited budget, like where would you start? Or if you had the budget to all of it, like from your opinion, where would you start? If I'm a young listener listening to this? Well, I think, I mean, and, and many people have said this before me, but it, it starts with education, of course, um, mm -hmm. and a comfort level of, of treating this modality of, of patient. But, you know, as far as where to start in the full arch, all on X, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, young dentists coming out, they're at a big advantage over, over a lot of us in the sense that they are getting digital training in, in school. I mean, right. they're, they're things that are, and I mean, I don't consider myself terribly old, but I'm not a young chicken anymore either. Mm -hmm. But some of the things that I even struggled with is somewhat second nature to them because they're getting it, getting that exposure in school and that that's, that's normalized, but there's no way, no how that they're going to come out of school ready to tackle a full arch fixed case. I mean, I just don't think that is, that is a smart move. Um, and, and this, I know, you know me, but for anybody, I, I that, that is not coming from the premise of, oh, well, this is just another ivory tower prosthodontist talking down to general dentists. That, that has nothing to do with it at all. Um, and there are very capable restorative dentists out there all across this platform that absolutely can treat these cases, but they didn't just all of a sudden, oh, let's, let's do it. Um, you need to you need to get educated. But for me, even more importantly, beyond the education is, you know, a tag word that I know is, is very near and dear in heart to, to Seattle Study Club and, and ACT community is, is mentorship. Mm -hmm. And then you need to find a mentor, somebody who is, is doing the cases that can say, hey, you know, Dr. So-and-so, come on in and, and you assist me for, for two or three cases. And then I'll come in and, and I'll assist you on, on your first case. And then, you know, you blend into it. And, and, you know, from a digital workflow standpoint, if it's, you know, if, if you're, if you're building out your practice and you have the financial capability just to start from day one, then, then that's fine. That, that's just the cost of doing business and, and, and part of it. But um, don't, you know, the, there's nothing about the machinery that is going to make you capable of doing the product. You know, you, you still got to put in, the efforts you got to have the knowledge base right. uh, of what you're doing to to stay safe, to to stay out of harm's way, and and to instill predictability. And so, yes, courses are great. Um, going to, you know, e even the the big courses, the Coys, the Spears, um, Dawson's Academies, all, all those things are are fantastic. But it's even so much more powerful when you have somebody that you can come back to. And, and have a mentorship of, and, and, and hold, you know, a, a sense of accountability to, to say, let me hold your hand. Let me, let me walk you through. And, and that will make you far more comfortable and far more successful way quicker as opposed to, to doing it on yourself. And, and that was something that I 
personally wasn't maybe that great at for early on in my career, but, um, you know, we haven't mentioned it really. I mean, you mentioned earlier in the, the intro, but Seattle study club was, was crucial to, to, right. to me. I mean, that was the, the biggest, the, the two, the two things probably that I truly got right in, in my professional career at a very early stage was one, my decision to go to the university of Texas health science center in San Antonio for my residency, because, you know, I didn't know any better, but I had Bill Robbins and Jeff Rouse. Um, I had Jeff Rouse literally sitting next to me in, in residency. Um, Bill Robbins came in all the time. Um, you know, people that are major, major players that was just, just a normal everyday day in, in San Antonio. Absolutely. And so, so that was, that was a blessing beyond disguise. And then um, I had the fortitude to say yes, when being asked to, to join the Seattle study club early on. And, yeah. and that, has opened up doors and developed relationships that I could, I could have never even dreamt of. Um, yeah. and, and, and opened up pipelines of conversation to say, Hey, how, how are you doing this? What, what, what can I learn from you? What can I gain from you? And most importantly, what can I learn from, from your mistakes? Cause we, we've all had them. There's, right. there's not a mistake free person on this platform or any other platform. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I, I would echo your sentiments. I mean, you were lucky enough to get, you know, go to school with those guys. But then also the, when the first time I showed up to Seattle Study Club Symposium, I'm like, what is this all about? And then, you know, keep showing up. These people are not just friends. They're dear, dear, lifelong, Absolutely. amazing human beings that uh, just are so much of your you know, mental, emotional, technical growth. And what's cool is they expect a lot from you and you expect a lot from yourself. And uh, they're also extremely vulnerable. Like, don't do what I did, which was just an awesome. So, you know, if you're out there listening and you're struggling like with the, not enjoying this profession, it's way too hard to just get the joy from just treating patients and, you know, doing 100%. great work. You got to get out there and 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 learn from other people's, you know, experiences. There's too much to learn. And not enough time. And that's where um, and, the collective and it's hard. It, it, oh it's a hard gosh. profession. I it mean, is. It is. So you got you to surround yourself with, with some support system. You also no, got to get out no there doubt. and laugh too. But like I learn a lot, Absolutely. but I laugh my tail off when I'm with you guys. Absolutely. Like I laugh hard. And it's one of those things you're like, I don't, you know, you, you always think, oh my gosh, this is so much time. And then you're, and then you, you're like, just be quiet. And then you're like, that was so worth it. It was time well spent. So yeah. brother, I, I just, I love what you're up to. I, I think you have nothing but an amazing career in front of you. I want you to talk about the course that you guys are doing, but before we do that, any last thoughts, um, you know, on the transition from analog to digital, especially with the indentulous patient, anything? Um, just, just to, you know, embrace any decision, you know, that you'll know, think of, think hard on it. Um, you know, be committed to it. And, and then one, once you, once you do, then, then dive in. And, and as you already said, Kirk, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head is take imperfect action. And then that's, you know, one, one of the, one of our buddies, again, um, in, in this area, he talks about taking imperfect action, Jim Otten, um, mm -hmm. up, up in Lawrence and, and just, you know, don't, don't be scared of not being perfect or don't be scared that, Oh my gosh, the patient's going to think I don't know what I'm doing. If I'm kind of like learning and not, you know, just, just take action. Uh, Cause yeah. that's, 
that that's what I had to tell myself. Um, and, and it will, it will all work out. Um, you know, the, the, just real quick on, on, for any young dentist out there that, you know, I'm, I'm a big motivational person and I, I, I just eat that stuff up and two people that have been really pivotal in, in my life, my professional life that, and both of these guys came from the CL study club. Um, but one is, is Todd Williams and I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard Todd. I mean, Todd is, Todd's awesome. that guy is, he is just an amazing human being. And I, I'm just a lap dog when, when he's in the room, just soaking, soaking it all up. And I, I have no, idea. he was the one that turned me on to this video, but if anybody, you can just go on YouTube and, and search your time in jelly beans. And if you haven't seen that video, um, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that, that you pull that up and, and watch it. Um, that, that video has, has literally changed my life uh, and, and how I live my life. And it, it basically, in a nutshell, it, it's a schematic where they, they have one jelly bean for each day the average American live will live. And that's 28,835 jelly beans. And it, so it, it talks about you know, what you're going to do for those, those certain amount of time. And then what, what time do you have left? Um, what do you, what, what would you do if I told you you had half that time and how, how much of that time have you wasted already worrying or, you know, fretting about something and, and then it, it ends up in, in a very powerful way. And so I, I would encourage any, anybody, I just think that's a, a life, life lesson that, that you need to need to look up. I would encourage that. And then another guy's named Roy Spence and he has nothing to do with dentistry, but um, it's called, it's called the power of purpose. And it's the purpose Institute. And he was another guy that I, I heard through um, a regional symposium uh, and he talks about being in the life improvement business. And then that's, that's also one of kind of our, our core values is we want to be in the life improvement business each Love day. It. You know, that's, that's what, you know, we're, yes, we quote unquote fix teeth and fix smiles, but we do it behind the premise that we want to be in the life improvement business uh, and have a positive effect on, on, on lives. And so um, I, I would look up that, that uh, website. He's got some amazing books and information. And, you know, if you're, Unfortunately, as much as I've tried to make myself, I'm not as um, good of a reader as Kirk is. But if you're if you're a book reader, then they got a ton of books. But they've also got an awesome YouTube channel that you can watch a bunch of, yeah. of speeches on and stuff. And that that's kind of more more my take. But um, no, you and I are going to do a reading experiment. You're going to find out you're a much better reader than I am. It takes me twice as long to get through one page <laughs> than you do. Um, uh, so, but, but I haven't, I haven't watched the, uh, your time in jelly beans video. I'm a huge fan of his, but I'm going to oh, check that need, out. You need to watch that. It, it is, it is fantastic. Text me after you watch it. Cause I, I, it'll almost bring a tear to your eye. Just think, thinking that it's just a very powerful video. It truly I is. love it. I love it. And so if you're listening, you're going to see, we'll put a link. Our writers will put a link into it. So you can just flip up to the show notes, click right down there and it'll take you right there. And then uh, I also want you to talk about this because you've done some amazing things in your practice. You're a great leader in your community. Um, and you are, you and Pat have been working together to create this course. First of all, what is the course that you're doing? Why did you guys create it? And what can I expect if I'm a dentist listening and I attend your course? Yeah. So, and I appreciate the kind words. I mean, it's, gosh, it's, I just have been fortunate to listen to some really smart people and actually take in what they, what they've told me over the years. But um, it's really, I mentioned Dr. Pat Lillis earlier, uh, one of my dear friends in in this arena, even beyond dentistry, but we just have a a tremendous amount in common. And and, um, this is really kind of the brainchild of his 
in the sense that he did this program um, with a implant company back in the day, and, and it was quite successful. But it's called ITA or Implant Training Academy, and it is um, it's geared towards a, a small group of of individuals, primarily with you, you kind of get together in, in your local community with an oral surgeon, an oral surgery practice is primarily who, who stems it. And then they get 12 to 15 of their, their primary referral bases that, you know, and it, it, a lot of times it's younger dentists that really want to learn the proper way to do things. And it, 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 it's a four, it's a four session um, protocol to where we come to your community four different times. And the, the first, the first time is just a, an intro intro we, we talk about the business of dentistry we talk about the business of implant dentistry we talk i mean i'll be honest kirk a, a lot of my stuff is is directly geared from act dental and, and you guys' stuff on the things i've learned from from you on just practice management and and people and teams and that's that, that sort of thing and then we get into dentistry and we take it all the way up from a single tooth um, dental implant up to full arch restoration and it's that that first day is all about that and then the second and third sessions are two-day sessions where we talk about dentistry, but then it's active treatment planning. And that's kind of from the whole Seattle Study Club methodology of they're gonna, the attendees are gonna bring in a case um, that we can all sit down and treatment plan together and go through um, and, and look, at the, look at the roadblocks, look at the potential pitfalls that then ultimately they and, and their communities can then treat that patient um, and then, in the, you know, and then we're there, we're bringing our own cases to say, here's a case that I had that was fairly similar to what you're showing here. So here's what we did, or here's the step that we're at. And it's just a smaller community where we can all grow and, and, and you know, better ourselves from one another. And quite frankly, there's plenty of things that I learn and Pat learns from, from other people in, in the audiences. You know, it's, it's certainly not just a, a one-way street, but um, it's primarily through Noble BioCare is, is the primary um, aspect that the, the local reps and in certain communities are, are getting this together. But um, for anybody, you know, if, if you're in a community and you feel like, gosh, this might be something that me and my buddies or my, I got a buddy oral surgeon who's, who's young and trying to grow their practice. Um, this could be something then, then certainly reach out to myself or, or Dr. Pat Lillis. Um, I don't necessarily know, but I think you guys have Pat's contact info as you could maybe put in your, your notes as well, but reach out to us on email. Uh, and we'll certainly get get you in touch with, with somebody who can maybe try to try to do a program for you. Because, um, you know, I again, I I, I love the big meetings. I, I love the 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 camaraderie of those, and and most importantly, I love hanging out with my buddies at those. But the mm -hmm. real learning, I think, evolves in in small environments, um, and in the real implementation, and and you know, from Pat and I standpoint, it really we want to feel like we're having an impact and, and, and helping dentists and not just getting on a big podium and not knowing who we're talking to, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, it, it, we're, we're excited about it. I'm like I said, I mean, it, it, I can't take credit for it. it. It's Pat's brainchild that he just came to me and said, Hey, would you like to do this with me? And so it, it, it it's been a lot of fun. It really has. Yeah. I have no doubt it's going to be amazing. So I'm going to put a link to uh, both of your email addresses in the show notes. So again, if you guys want you to bet. learn more, which I'm going to encourage you to check it out, these guys are super human beings uh, and they'll reach out, re reach back to you. And I have no doubt it'll be an awesome experience, but thanks for being here, brother. I appreciate you. Hey, I, it was, it was truly an honor. As I told you in my text message, this is, <laughs> this is a, this is an honor for me. I, I've listened to these and there are people on this, um, 
podcast in this arena that are far surpassed surpassing me but it, it's just an honor to be a part of it and and uh to hopefully you know mold a mold a young mind or two buddy you're not giving yourself a credit uh, enough credit you are an amazing human being and i just i'm grateful for our friendship so thanks for being on man um thanks for having me my pleasure. So stick around while I say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practice to Show podcast. If you enjoyed today, which I know you did, just do us a favor, hit the share button, share with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. You're going to see we have an amazing lineup coming up of great things. I love hearing from you guys. Uh, and until we see you guys next time, keep watching the Best Practice Show. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.